Let my prayer be set forth in thy sight as the incense, and let the lifting up of my hands be an evening sacrifice. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done. And we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent. According to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life. To the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins and serve thee with a quiet mind. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalms 8 on page 350 and 19 on page 363. O Lord, our Governor, how excellent is thy name in all the world, thou that hast set thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of very babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. When I consider thy heavens, even the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained. What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? Thou madest him lower than the angels, to crown him with glory and worship. Thou makest him to have dominion of the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet. All sheep and oxen, yea, and the beasts of the field. The fowls of the air and the fishes of the sea, and whatsoever walketh through the paths of the seas. O Lord, our governor, how excellent is thy name in all the world. Psalm 19. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament show his handiwork. One day telleth another, and one night certifieth another. There is neither speech nor language, but the voices are heard among them. Their sound is gone out into all lands, and their words into the ends of the world. In them hath he set a tabernacle for the sun, which cometh forth as a bridegroom out of his chamber, and rejoiceth as a giant to run his course. 
It goeth forth from the uttermost part of the heaven, and runneth about unto the end of it again, and there is nothing hid from the heat thereof. The law of the Lord is undefiled law, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, and giveth wisdom unto the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, and rejoice the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, and giveth light unto the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, and endureth forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant taught, and in keeping of them there is a great reward. Who can tell how oft he offendeth, or cleanst thou me from my secret faults? Keep thy servant also from presumptuous sins, lest they get the dominion over me. So shall I be undefiled and innocent from the great offense. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Glory be to the Father, and the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the third chapter of the first book of Maccabees. Then his son Judas, who was called Maccabeus, took command in his place. All his brothers and all who had joined his father helped him. They gladly fought for Israel. He extended the glory of his people. Like a giant, he put on his breastplate. He bound on his armor of war and waged battles, protecting the camp by the, his sword. He was like a lion in his deeds, like a lion's cub roaring for prey. He searched out and pursued those who broke the law. He burned those who troubled his people. Lawbreakers shrank back for fear of him. All the evildoers were confounded and deliverance prospered by his hand. He embittered many kings, but he made Jacob glad by his deeds, and his memory is blessed forever. He went through the cities of Judah. He destroyed the ungodly out of the land. Thus, he turned away wrath from Israel. He was renowned to the ends of the earth. He gathered in those who were perishing. Here ends the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He remembering his mercy a hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 18th chapter of the book of Acts. After these things, Paul departed from Athens and went to Corinth. And he found a certain Jew named Aquila, 
born in Pontus, who had recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla, because Claudius had commanded all the Jews to depart from Rome, and he came to them. So, because he was of the same trade, he stayed with them and worked, for by occupation they were tent makers. And he reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath, and persuaded both Jews and Greeks. When Silas and Timothy had come from Macedonia, Paul was compelled by the Spirit, and testified to the Jews that Jesus is the Christ. But when they opposed him and blasphemed, he shook his garments and said to them, Your blood be upon your own heads. I am clean. From now on I will go to the Gentiles. And he departed from there and entered the house of a certain man named Justus, one who worshipped God, whose house was next door to the synagogue. Then Crispus, the ruler of the synagogue, believed on the Lord with all his household. And many of the Corinthians, hearing, believed and were baptized. Now the Lord spoke to Paul in the night by a vision. Do not be afraid, but speak, and do not keep silent, for I am with you, and no one will attack you to hurt you, for I have many people in this city. And he continued there a year and six months, teaching the word of God among them. Here ends the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. Mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared for the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. Endue thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Grant, O Lord, we beseech thee, that the course of this world may be so peaceably ordered by thy governance, that thy church may joyfully serve thee in all godly quietness, through the Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord. 
by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. The love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. <clears throat> Good evening, everyone. Just some quick thoughts about our lessons tonight. We'll start with our lesson from the Old Testament, or from the first Maccabees, where we have here emerging Judas Maccabeus, the uh, the son of Mattathias, who takes up the mantle of his father on his deathbed and continues the resistance against Antiochus, and which will ultimately prove successful, and which will essentially culminate in in what is now celebrated in Hanukkah where through his, in the beginning, leads a guerrilla army against the, the, the forces of Antiochus and eventually leads to them restoring the temple and cleansing the temple and reintroducing uh, temple worship there. And so what we get here is a, an image of him as this great and mighty warrior, you know, most scholars believe that Maccabeus, his his last name, is a sort of like a nickname. It it means hammer. So he was, you know, act as a hammer against uh, Israel's enemies, or in this case, the kingdom of Judah. And then turning to our New Testament lesson, here we have the arrival of Paul in Corinth, and. Corinth used to be a, a Greek city-state that was destroyed in about 144 BC and had been rebuilt by, by uh, Julius Caesar. And so it became a center of what we call the imperial cult. The, the, one of the things that Julius Caesar brought to, to Rome and eventually was you know, manifested in Augustus and the later Caesars was equating the emperor with divinity. Under the Caesars, the, the, the emperor wasn't just a political force as the old dictators or the Senate had been. The emperor became a manifesta manifestation of Jupiter, the, the chief god, and he acquired a sort of divinity such that it became important to build temples in these these cities where you would actually <clears throat> were forced to offer up prayer for the emperor <clears throat> and Corinth became a very important and big in this thing because it was a rebuilt town it became sort of like a, a purpose-built town it became a mixture of Romans, Greeks, and and Jews, but we start to see here the really the emergence of a Roman identity. You know, Greek was the 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 name for any Gentile, and Greek became was the the language of the learned. It's where people sought knowledge. And slowly we, we see in history Rome taking over this thing. So uh, by, you know, 
when the New Testament is written, Greek is the 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 language of the of the intellectual world. It's the the cosmopolitan language, and in just a few short short centuries, Latin takes that over, and it's because of this this influence of of empire building and it's through the 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 efforts of seeding these different places with with the roman culture that it, that allows that to happen so this is a very cosmopolitan city that that paul is entering into and it's interesting here in that he's been doing a lot of traveling and evangelizing and now the spirit speaks to him and says stay you know in other places he's faced resistance and been you know chased out of town and the spirit has used that in order to spread the gospel farther and farther and now the the spirit is telling paul to stop and stay and i think if there's a takeaway that we can take away from this in our own lives and in the ministry that each of us as Christians possesses. It's that our ministry is not a static thing. We don't do just one thing and that only. We are not only evangelists or only uh, pastors or you know only this or only that. It changes and evolves over times. And there are gonna be times that we're gonna to have to be something that we're not particularly comfortable with. Here is Paul, who is very good at evangelizing and preaching the word. And now he's got to sit in a place for a year and a half and be pastoral to people. He's going to have to take care of them as their shepherd. He's going to have to, you know, modify his, his more strident tendencies that we've seen played out in his life he's going to have to care for these people in a way that he was not expecting and so that's something that we all have to keep in mind is that our own ministries are going to change and evolve if we listen to God speaking to us you know and he will speak to us in different ways and in different times and in the ways that we are able to comprehend. It might not be as dramatic as what Paul experiences, but even if we sit still and try to listen to him, that's an important thing that we all have to do that feeds and develops our own ministries in that even if it seems like God is being quiet to us, that is also telling us something. And oftentimes it means that we're being too noisy ourselves in our own hearts. We have too much of our own voice going on and we need to be quiet and listen to God. And so that takes us in a strange way back to our Psalms where we talk about the glory of creation and how if we are quiet and take that in, it becomes abundantly clear to us the glory of God, the, the, the one who created all these things around us. But we can't simply stop there. If we just look at creation 
there's a, a, a tendency to worship creation itself instead of it always pointing towards God. And so that's brought in, brought out in our, our Psalm 19 where, yes, it's glorious, but only that it points to God. And then we realize how much he's given us in his commandments, how he has facilitated the means by which we can have a relationship with him and manifest true relationships with other peoples through him. So just some thoughts about tonight's lessons. We will continue with the intercession on the bottom of page 590. And we'll take a moment to call to mind our own prayers and intentions. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts.